Okay, hello and welcome to yet another edition of the A Few Good Punts podcast, the podcast where the good punts are few and far between. Uh, I've got a few people joining me today. Um, I've got my usual sidekick, young Stuart Thompson. He is here with us today. G'day, Stu. G'day, George. It's uh, good to be back. It is good to be back. Um, and as I said, we've got a few uh, few extras making their podcast debut today. Um, welcome to the Few Good Punts podcast, Dom. Hey, how are you, George? Not bad, mate. It's good to have you on board. Yeah, I'm uh, keen. I'm here for the beer and can talk some footy. <laughs> excellent, mate. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. And a second debutante making his debut, football, renowned Dungog football tragic, Hamish Evans. Welcome, Hamish. <laughs> hey, lads. Thanks for having me. Very good. All right, boys, let's not muck around too much. Let's get straight into it. So um, we've sort of, Stu and I have discussed before on the podcast sort of what we do here. It's going to be a little bit different today. We're sort of, we are a little bit late, but we're going to be talking about NRL futures and specifically the over-unders for each team heading into the season. Um, so we're going to work through them in alphabetical order. And are you boys ready to get started? Let's go for Ready it. Ready and All right, let's do it. So we're going to kick off with the Broncos of Brisbane. A real shame that Andrew Budden couldn't join us for this one. He does send his regards. Um, a team that struggled last season under Kevin Walters in his first year as coach. Um, only seven wins for the year last year. Uh, Neds currently has their premiership odds at $26 and has set their over-under for wins at 10.5. Do we have any early thoughts on the Broncos, boys? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick off there, George. Um, I'm excited. Obviously, it, it, the, the coming in, Adam Reynolds, that's huge. That's, that's massive in the halves. So I think he's going to be a focal point on that team. Um, and if he can perform in probably with Albert Kelly next to him, I'm assuming... Yeah, I think, um, I, think we, I think we can agree Albert Kelly's going to get the first Yeah, one. he's definitely probably their, um, yeah, their go-to man. Um, but Reynolds is definitely, he can steer that ship. And if and if he stays uninjured, I reckon they got potential to, um, for me, overs. overs. Overs on the 10 and a half, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Let, let's, um, uh, let's go through a couple of key additions and subtractions. You did mention Adam Reynolds. They've, they've also added uh, a bit more experience <laughs> in terms of Kurt Capewell and Ryan James to that pack. Um Brisbane's been crying out for a half for a long time, so I, I definitely agree with you, Adam Reynolds' take there. Uh, Stu, what are, you, what are you sort of seeing out of the Broncos going into this season? Yeah, I think, uh, like you guys mentioned, Reynolds obviously a huge, huge pickup there. I think the Kirk Capewell um, signing is going under the radar a little bit. I think that's a great pickup for them, um, particularly losing Pangai Jr. last year. Um, a good back rower in Capewell and lots of experience um, and coming from a Panthers team who had a winning mentality as well, I think could be critical there. Um, they've obviously lost a few a few players from last year as well. I mentioned Pangai Jr., but also Xavier Coates off to the storm. Uh, Milford's been released. Alex Glenn's retired. Milford coming um, to the mighty Newcastle Knights. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, Ethan Bullimore actually uh, got to watch the watch him play for the Manly Seagulls. Uh, he was night. a, he he was a starter for, Yeah, he was a starter for Jordan's journeyman last night in fantasy and managed to score a try. I was happy to see that. Uh, Hamish, do you have any uh, any thoughts on a on a prediction for the Broncos season going forward? 
for me, I'm actually sort of excited to see the the young blokes that are coming through, yep. as Flegler and Ricky. I think uh, they'll probably come more into their own this year. They sort of only had a bit of first-class experience uh, last year, but I just don't see... They're going to improve, but I can't see them improving that much because that's 11 wins, and that probably puts them up near the top eight, and I, I don't know if they're at that stage yet. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Reynolds goes, but um, I just not there for me yet. I love the idea of Reynolds and Ricky and Katoni Staggs combining on that edge. That that screams lethal to me, and like they could score a lot of points. I, I tend to agree with uh, you, Hamish. I, I don't know that I like them for an over. Ten and a half, especially with Reynolds out for the first couple of weeks. I don't think I can really, especially and with Kevin Walters, I don't think I can see him hitting that over. I, I've gone a slight under. Uh, we'll throw it around. What do you think, Dom? You you had them over, I think. Yeah, I've gone the overs. At, I overs. think what are they about two fifteen or something for the overs? So you never know. If you if you're interested in uh, really getting into it for a top eight finish, they're paying two dollars seventy five. And if you're really if you're Andrew Budden and you think they're going to win the comp, you can back <laughs> them to make the top four at least at seven dollars. So some interesting odds there. Um, I think we might move on to the Canberra Raiders. That's enough about uh, the Broncos. A lot of teams. There is, there is a lot of things to get through, and uh, not a lot of time, because we've got to get back to watch the Sharkies play at uh, 6 o'clock tonight, gents. So we'll move on to uh, the Canberra Raiders, uh, obviously coached by Ricky Stewart. A, a disappointing season for the Raiders last year. They only managed 10 wins. Uh, I think it was a team a lot of people sort of had penciled in around, at least in the top six, I think. Um, basically a season from hell for them. What do you, uh, what do you think about the Raiders, Stu? Um, look, I think Jamal Fogarty was a huge signing for them, um, going into this year. And if you asked me, what, two weeks ago, um, what I thought about the Raiders, I would have been a much more positive, positive man talking about them. But Fogarty, uh, Fogarty's injury, meaning he'll be out for, it's huge. I don't know, most of the season. Um, yeah, it could be, could be a disappointing season for the Raiders. I have, um, I've tipped them to just, just go under, um. I think they'll struggle. Um, they've actually got a reasonably difficult strength of schedule as well. They're 13th, so probably third hardest schedule this year in terms of who they're playing, and um, that's based on the finalists from last year. Um, they've picked up Adam Elliott, Nick Cottridge as well from the Bulldogs. Um, I do but, like Cottridge going back to the Raiders. Like That's sort of where he made himself a bit of a name as a bit of a, an emerging star. Didn't really do much at the Bulldogs in the centres. I think getting him back on a wing at the Raiders will be good for him. Yeah, for me, he was underperforming at the, the Bulldogs. He can play a lot better than what he was. Absolutely. And, I mean, not the first player in the last uh, half decade to go to the Bulldogs and underperform. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a key for them... They've, they've got a lot of big names in that side still. Um, I mean, we, you look at Jack White and... Origin standard player, Josh Papali, Origin standard player, but they're, they're guys that didn't really perform all that well last year. Um, and there's a little bit of flux, I think, in their hooker position. Like, we've still got Josh Hodgson starting, but Tom Starling sort of nipping at his heels. I think it's only a matter of time before he, before Starling takes over the starting gig from Hodgson. And I think this might be sort of a, a bit of a transition year for the Raiders. I've, I've got them as a soft under as well, at, uh, under 11 and a half. Uh, what do you think, Dom? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, George. I'm going to go unders. It, I like the team. I, I just don't think they have the depth in the middle. I think, I think as a nail-on, Papali'i, sorry, is uh, he's probably their only like nailed starter for me. 
Um, and they were yeah, very they've had it. They, 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 they dropped him at stages last year too, they, which is and they crazy. They did. They did. Um, and, and as you said, there's there's a few underperforming players last year, and that's another one I just want to point out. Jack Whiten, great player, origin player, but for me, wasn't in form last year. So bringing in Fogarty next to him, hopefully a little bit more inspiration. He's a great ball carrier. I'd like to see him from a few years ago um, pick up that form, yeah. But, yeah, for me, I, unders. I really like your Jack Whiten point because it was definitely a down year for him. Um, he, did, he still dished out 10 try assists in 2021. But he dropped his tries. So in 2020, he scored 13 tries. Last year, he only scored five. So it's, it's quite a drop for a player of his quality. For um, me, that um, I think that stems from... I see Whiten as... A, he's a great ball runner, great with the mm. ball in his hands. But he's not He's not a player that's going to steer around the park. I he's think that's why Fogarty was such a good signing yep. to come in and, and take a bit of heat off him there and steer the team around the park and let Whiten yep. run the ball a bit more. But... Yep. Yeah, Fogarty's injury I think will hurt them this year. Hopefully, hopefully next year they might might be a bit better for it. Or late in the season if Fogarty can come back. I've literally written in my notes. Love, initially loved them for a bounce back year, but staying away with no Fogarty. They got a good big forward pack. They got good outside backs, but I just don't think that there's enough. I don't think there's anyone there that's going to steer them around the park in the right way. Um, and yeah, it's it's a stay away. But if I had the pick, I'd be going under. I think we're all on a pretty similar page there. So it's a firm under from the boys. All right, very good. Uh, moving along, got the, the Bulldogs of Canterbury. Uh, <laughs> where do you start with this team? 2021, they managed to win three games. Uh, Neds has set their over-under for this year with all those new recruits at nine and a half. I don't know about you boys. I could not be more firmly locked into this. I am a hard under for this team. Hard under? I had... I'm, I've... Uh... I've got so I've done a bit of a range for uh, most teams. I've said what I think their bottom is, and what their top is. Um, I think they're more likely to go under, but I think the the Bulldogs are one of those teams that uh, if they if they have a good season, they could rack up some wins. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to agree. I don't think they're going to go from winning three games to winning ten. Um, it's a big jump, yeah. for sure. You, you got a lot of new guys in that squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly what you just like exactly Adokar, same thing to him. Burton, Pangai, Avarillo. If they can gel, Pangai is a machine when he. Pangai is going to get on. suspended at least three times this exactly. season. <laughs> <laughs> at least you. But that's the key. You need these guys to gel, and there's just so many new guys in that squad. Don't get me wrong, some really, really good guys. I'm a massive fan of Matt Burton. That guy's a monster, but yeah, just seeing the team gel and being able to put together that many wins. I'm kind of with you, George. I'm probably going to have to go well, under there. I think further to your point about the team gelling, I think you want to look at it, how a team's going to gel and a good sign if a team's going to gel is that they're, they're coached well. And I have seen no evidence to suggest that Trent Barrett's a good first-grade coach yet. We haven't seen well, you it you look anywhere. at the trial, and in the trial, they um, basically they were almost at full strength. I know it was Burton's first game, but they got completely rolled by the Sharks. So exactly. I did have high hopes for them. I actually thought they were going to make the eight quite easily this year, maybe a six or a seven, but I'm more and more concerned. Well, Hamish, if you think they're going to make the eight, $2.75 on Well, Nets. being a gambling man, I, I actually... <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. Notes. It's all I reckon all about the dogs... The Oh, dogs are a dollar ninety for overs, so um, I'll go overs. So look, well, coming from a you're a you're a Cowboys fan there, Hamish. You're going to put them on at four fifty, mate. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll get to the. Although Cowboys. I did, I do think 
undefeated premiers. Let's just lock that one in instead. I'll tell you what, Nens need to do. They need to do some odds for undefeated premiers for the Cowboys for Hamish, just to just to entice Ooh. him a little bit. Yeah. Do they even have them? <laughs> I don't think they. They do. don't even put those up. Well, you can suggest your own odds. I reckon I could get yeah. a five hundred one. Um. One thing, one other thing I'll say about the Bulldogs as well, they've got the hardest schedule. I know that's a bit inflated uh, because they obviously came last last year, so every team is considered a tough matchup for them. Um, But yes, hardest schedule in the NRL this year. Um, They play uh, 13 of the finalists from last year, 13 rounds this year. A real key thing for the Dogs is they have a pretty hard schedule. I know, as you said, 16th uh, in terms of schedule, but Early on, it's really hard. Like I, I can see there's a scenario that plays out where Trent Barrett doesn't make it past round ten. Mm. Like they, if you ha- go through and have a look, I think they play they play like the Storm, Panthers, Seagulls. They've got this absolute gauntlet that they've got to run through, and I just I can't see them being in, if they're if they're two and eight by round ten. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So just on that, George, rounds three to eight. Seagulls, Storm, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Broncos, Roosters. It's it's a that's, that's, that's a tough that's run. A that is an absolute I like that you chucked the Broncos run. in there as well. Yeah, and, and for <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to because it's consecutive. But but the Bron- Broncos away this year, man. It, it, that yeah. could be it could be a tough match. Like you said, we're harder talking than, about harder before, than previous so. years. Adam Reynolds will be back from COVID by then, so yeah. it'll be a, but, a, It's not the easy game that it has been probably for the last three yeah. or four years. But just to finish that off, I think it's going to be that that dress that dressing room. It's a mentality thing. Just so much losing last year, and they just need to get into like a good mentality. And you never know; they they could do things. They've got the players on the paper, but whether they can put it on the pitch, we'll see what happens. Did you boys just to, before we finish on the dogs? Did you guys see the reports about the players in preseason not being impressed with Trent Barrett's attention to detail in terms of their preseason schedule? No, I didn't. Yeah, so that, that was a report on NRL 360, I think, on Tuesday. Now, granted, it's NRL 360, and you can, you know, it's always a bit sensationalised. But, I mean, really, if uh, you're getting those kind of reports coming out before round one, I don't think that's. That's a good what I was going to say. How how are you how are you hearing these reports in preseason? Yeah. What what kind yeah. of players are going around saying well, think, these things in preseason? It's pretty. I think it uh, it sort of stemmed from a, a lot of the recruits being you, being accustomed to a certain level of detail in their, sure, in their preseason man. planning, that's coming right. from big yeah. clubs. But, you, uh, you guys are coming from, yeah, from the Storm and from the Panthers, who, exactly. who just like just huge winning mentality coaches who are just incredibly technical. So yeah, the vibes um, are off for the dogs for mine, and that's why I'm which is, which is not good. As I was just talking about, that dressing room is, is going to be an important part this year. So gambling is all about vibes. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of vibes and good vibes, let's move on to the mighty Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Um, they actually surprisingly won ten games last year. Um, despite all the turmoil they went through with John Morris being sacked and Josh Hanna coming in. Um, Neds has set their over-under at 11.5. A um, couple of key additions that they've, they've... They've actually recruited quite well, in my opinion. Um, Cam McInnes comes in after a year off um, with an ACL from St. George. Dale Finucane and Nico Hines coming across from the Storm and Matt Icavalu joins for a bit of wing depth from the Roosters. They did lose a few guys. They lost Will Chambers, uh, Sean Johnson, Josh Dugan, Aaron Woods, and Billy Magulius. Is now, Will Chambers really a loss? Well, <laughs> yeah. This is kind of what I was going to say without being too harsh. I think you can you can make an argument that they sort of cleared a bit of Deadwood. Absolutely. I've actually For written sure. that on my notes. They've absolutely cleared out Deadwood I and mean, brought in some pretty, pretty toey signings. Um, I'm not convinced on Nico Hines, but I think um, Dale Finucane's a Massive pickup. Cam McGuinness, if he can get back to fitness, 
Huge. For Nukin and, and McInnes, they're, they're big culture pickups. Like, yeah. McInnes reportedly is just like the hardest trainer going around the NRL, just trains the house down every week. For Nukin is just renowned for being a good culture setter, solid defensively. A lot rests on Nico Hines. Uh, that's that's basically the main part of my notes. I, I think he's ready to show he can dominate in the halves in first grade. He's done it in reserve grade. He's had a ripper season last year, filling in for Pappenhausen at fullback at the Storm. Um, yeah, I'm with you, George. I'm, I'm excited to see Nico oh. Hines in there. I think he had a great season last year, um, and he's he's going to be out to prove himself. So, and I think I, you know, I sort I of disagree with Stu there. I think he, I think he's going to have a really good year. I hope he does too. I'll tell you who hopes he has a really good year is Sean Hannaford. Because that man drafted him very high in fantasy. <laughs> That's true. Um, and we probably haven't haven't mentioned that uh, Jordan here is actually a big Sharkies fan. So full I'm, disclosure. I'm, yeah, full disclosure. So I like to, I like to consider myself at least somewhat of a realist when it comes to that. Like I, I, I think really if you're looking at the over under number here, it's at eleven and a half. This team was two and eight after ten games last season, still managed to win ten games. The logic behind it is surely with at least a settled coach. We, we don't really know how good Fitzgibbon's going to be as a coach yet. Obviously, there's huge wraps on him. But mm-hmm. if he can just improve that defence, even you know a moderate amount, they've got plenty of attacking talent. The attack should be fine. They only need to win two more games than last year, and I'm, I'm pretty confident the they can do is, that. Do you think they're going to make the top eight? Because the last few years, it's been around that 11-12 win uh, threshold. So if you think they're going to make the top eight, then you're probably thinking that they'll they'll be overs. Well, I think the Knights got into the top eight with 12 wins last year, oh, I think. Yeah. yeah, so 12 wins so pretty much. So it's essentially, to, to beat this over, you, you're in the top eight. And um, essentially, do we think this Cronulla Sharks team are a 500 team? Do we think they're going to win as many games as they're going to lose? I think yes. I think that, I don't think they're quite at the level of the top four. Uh, and I've, I've written that down here. I, I sort of have their ceiling. I mean, their top ceiling, everything goes right. Nico Hines emerges as a massive star. Finucane and McInnes are great pickups. I think their ceiling is a prelim final berth. I think their floor's sort of around 10th. Um, I've got them for the over wins. I see them winning winning maybe 14 games this season. I think next year might be the year where they really kick on, but I've got them at 14 games, and I'm locking them in for the over, and I've already gambled on it. Let's go. (laughs) They're a top eight for me. They're a top eight for me, George. Uh, I think they're going to have a really good year. uh, Despite my... um disparagement of Nico Hines, I am also locking them in for the over. He's a sheep. Don't get me wrong. I love Nico Hines. I think, I think he's a great player. I, yeah. I, I think it remains to be seen whether he can go out and steer a side around the park. Who's he going to have next to him? Moylan, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Moylan yeah. early. It's going to be Moylan early because Trindle's out suspended, I think, for the first two weeks. Hmm. Um, um, you're right. It's it's can he organise the team? That's that's a it's a and, good call. And he's coming from an organisation in the Storm where he's playing with Munster, Hughes. I guess not really playing with Pappenhausen because he's mm. been his um his backup. But um, Brendan Smith, Harry Grant, Craig Bellamy is the coach. Like it, they've got a system in place where Nico Hines yeah. could thrive last year. I don't know whether he will thrive at Cronulla. Yeah. Hopefully he does. Yeah, you make a good point. Um, I still think even if he's middle of the road, I think they can still get over that 11.5 win threshold. I think they've got the side to do it, even if he's decent but not great. Yep. All right. I think that's... Look, in the 
to be fair, we shouldn't spend too much time on my team, so we'll move on. <laughs> Let's move along on. before Jordan. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, could talk about that all day. He's getting tied down. And we're about 20 minutes from kickoff against the Raiders, so we're very much about to see how they go. But we'll move right along. We got Next up, we've got the uh, Gold Coast Titans, a team that uh, did, I do believe they... Did they sneak into the eight last year? They did. They did. And they yeah. actually, I thought they were going to have a semi-burst, but this was Herbert or... It was um, Herbert. It was Herbert. Didn't, didn't try the pass. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Back flashbacks. Mm-hmm. The cringe, the cringe. <laughs> um, actually, I've just a quick recall from before. I was actually wrong. The Gold Coast Titans did make the eight, and they made them with ten wins. It was the Knights. I think the Knights finished seventh, which is where I got confused about the twelve wins. But um, uh, yeah. yeah, so ten wins last season for the Gold Coast. Uh, Neds has their over under set at eleven and a half. Um, I was doing a bit of research on the Titans. It's interesting. They've sort of they've lost a little bit of talent and they've sort of they've got a couple of young guys coming through. I really like the talent in their forward pack. I think just in terms of David Fafida, Tino and Mo Fodawaker, that's that's a high level of talent there. They've added um, Isaac Liu from the Roosters, which I think gives them some good experience. Yeah. Um, a big weakness for mine, and look, it could be a strength come the end of the season, but something going into the season that I'm a bit concerned about. Their starting spine has 100 games NRL experience between them. And out of that 100 games, AJ Brimson, who is moving to a new position in 5'8", has 59 of those games. He hasn't I mean, how played many games has Jaden Campbell played? Like Four. You know, Campbell, he's, yeah. a, he's Four, a start five, on. Yeah. yeah, I think that for me there's a big weakness is going to be that back line. Um, I'm not saying that they don't have the potential and the quality. I just, like you said, the experience. I just don't know if they're going to be able to uh, steer that ship. Well, I think their outside backs are solid. Like they're not, they're not, they're not remarkable, but they're solid. I think the key is they may have a star in Jaden Campbell. Like he, he's still so young and so raw, though. But they, they might yeah. really have something there. Toby Sexton come in and was good. Again, this is a guy that's only played four or five first grade games, though. So we're, we're still, it's a lot of pressure on guys like him and Campbell to create, especially based on their small sample sizes. And can they cope with the rigors of an NRL season? Yeah. Um, they did bring we expect in Will big Smith. things again from David Fafita. Literally, there's going to be so much of their play where it's just let's isolate David Fafita on an edge and let's just let him run havoc. Like, just let's, let's go. Run over the top of people. That's what I want to see. I just can't wait to see David Fafita just to fucking just destroy people this year. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think, in terms of if you look strictly at the ins and outs um, signings and who they've released, I think. Titans off-season has probably been one of the poorest in the comp. Um, they're probably only notable in is Isaac Liu and they've let go of Tyrone Peachy, Jamal Fogarty, Ash Taylor. Um, but as you said, I think they're putting a lot of impetus on bringing those youngsters through, Jaden Campbell, AJ Brimson, Toby Sexton. That spine's very, very young. Um, so I think that's really going to be... That's going to be the critical point for them about how they go this year. Um, and I won't throw this to you, George, but the other boys, their line is set at the same as Cronulla's. Who would you rather pick in the over? Oh, 100% Cronulla. I was actually just about to go, like, how yeah. are they on the same, to be honest? It doesn't make sense. But, um, yeah, unders. For me, I put the Gold Coast probably at uh, their spine, or at least their halves, in the bottom three for the comp. Mm. Uh, I'd probably the other two tigers and and maybe the knights. I know we have got Clifford, but he hey, wait, you watch your mouth. Yeah, we'll get there, mate. We'll get <laughs> there. 
I kind of agree with you, Ham, because like they're just so unproven, and they've brought in Will Smith from the Eels. There's going to be quite a burden of responsibility on him to come off the bench and provide a bit of playmaking, like mm. especially to take the pressure off those young guys. I hate betting unders on a young, talented team, but this is a team that did win ten games last year, and I just I think they're a year or two away from having back-to-back double-digit win seasons. So yeah. I've I've gone under. I think yeah. uh, I'm agreeing with. Uh, I'm not confident enough to actually physically bet it, but if, bet you, it. if you held a, if you <laughs> held a gun to my head, I would be betting the under. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit the same. I actually didn't I didn't throw any money on it, but I'd be going unders. What about you, Ham? Yeah, unders definitely. Unders, very good. I can't. Uh, see if anyone's interested in taking a flyer, they are five dollars fifty to make the top four. If you think David Fafita is going to wreck the comp this year. <laughs> Okay, now we come to... Now, full disclosure, we are recording this podcast on Friday, so we have already watched the Sea Eagles-Panthers game. So, moving on to the Sea Eagles. Um, last season, 16 wins. Um, Tom Trebojevic carrying them deep into the finals. Um, Neds has set their over-under at 15.5. Uh, what, what do we think of the Sea Eagles, gentlemen? I think probably the main question is how long can Tommy go before he snaps his hamstrings? Because <laughs> without him, uh, they just they really don't seem to have much going for them. Like as you said, we watched last night's game and uh, the Panthers just were all over Tom and they just looked like they were were going nowhere. Cherry Evans was trying to make things play, he was pulling players under and things like that. But as soon as they shut down Tom, the, there wasn't anything happening. And but I do like their side. Um, they got uh, two good young back rowers coming through, Olakuatu and Shusta. Shusta's even great. Bulim- I'm a huge fan. Yeah. It's Bulim- a shame he's uh, injured for most night. of the yeah, season. Yeah. Well, what do you well, think I'm about their number nine, Ham? I just, good. I just uh, want to bring that up. What do you think of their hooker? Like, that's For me, that's their biggest weakness. I just don't yeah. think they have a hooker. I don't rate him. I just I've never think... seen him as a hooker. They well, could bring Bainu back, back, maybe. But yeah. he's currently on compulsory leave. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they need to rest him up, give him a couple of tinnies, and and just let him chill on the sideline, um, and bring someone else in. To be honest, um, well, who would you bring in? It's it's hard it, to say who you could bring in. Exactly, and that is the biggest thing is that he probably has to be there at the moment. Um, I was surprised they didn't they didn't try and bring someone in in that off season, but I actually um, think around if you look around the comp, there's actually not heaps of hooker like, really... depth. I, I think that's probably a tier, the top top five tier of um, great players, and then there's a bunch of decent players. But yeah. outside of that, I don't think. I know how hard we're trying to not talk about the game last night, um, but I think I'll just touch on it really, really quickly. And that we all know the score, Stu. And does it change your opinion about their unders and overs? Um, I, it, I think so. I think, I think for me, they're going to be there or thereabouts. I think. They've got the star power in Tommy Turbo, DCE. They've got an incredible backline that can do anything on their day. Um, I think they'll be in and around somewhere between 14 and 16 wins. I think um, what we have to consider for, for that, though, is that they didn't play terrible. Like, they were sluggish and um, they were having a lot of trouble in attack, but the Panthers were just incredible. For the first yeah. 60 minutes, the Panthers had over 55% possession and made one error. 
They ended with six yeah. or seven errors for the game, I think, and that all come in the last 10, 15 minutes. And for those 60 minutes, even though the Panthers were just destroying them, it was 12-6. Yep. So I, I, I agree with you. Panthers, Panthers mm-hmm. dominated them, but I don't think it's really any cause for concern at this stage. And uh, yeah. I was actually looking at them, and it's um, I think it's overs unders the same price at 188, and I would still probably, for me, go, go overs because I don't see the top five really changing this year. And they they made 16 last last season. Yeah. So the you mentioned it there, Ham. I think for me, last night was more an indication of it, it gave it made me change my opinion about the Panthers more than it made me change my opinion about Manly. Panthers were yeah. incredible. And they we'll, just controlled the game. Manly it. were bringing it off their own line every single set. So yeah, they weren't given um, much of an opportunity. Yeah, poor old Daly Cherry Evans has got a sore foot today from trying to kick 100 metres every (laughs) I think it's key not to overreact to week one. And I don't think we really learnt anything new about the Seagulls that we didn't know last year. Like, last year they beat up on all the bad teams and they struggled against the top teams. We didn't really learn anything new. I don't think you can overreact to Tommy Turbo having one bad game or being shut out for one game and say that, the puzzle's been You're just saying you know that because to... he's your fantasy gun. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe I'm talking about something. So yeah, I, as far as the over-under goes, I, this was a stay away for me. I, I, don't, I don't really see yeah. any value. I, I can There's see no value in it for betting-wise. Yeah, like winning 16 games last year, I, I can see them winning around that number again and I just I, I think it's a good stay away. So I don't really yeah. have one on this. If I had to well, pick it, just flood For me, it's just... For me, it's a stay away as well because they're infamous for uh, being terrible starters in the yep. season. And I don't want to be betting on a team that's two and six after eight rounds and then having to win ten in a row to, to make the over. Even if they do, that's that's not a pleasant experience. I agree with all points. Let's go uh, on to the Melbourne Storm, who just every year churn out massive win totals. Uh, Neds has set their over-under at 17.5 for this season. They won 21 games last season en route to the minor premiership. Uh, What do we think about the Storm and uh, Craig Bellamy, boys? Look, uh, It's just unfair, Jordan. I've I've locked them in for the over. I just can't see them not winning 18 games. Um, That spine, you've got Pappenhausen, Jerome Hughes, Munster, Harry Grant, Brendan Smith. Craig Bellamy as coach, the culture at Storm. Um, I just, yeah. They've lost a couple of players in Fanuc and Adokar Hines. Um, picked a couple of okay depth players in Meany, and I guess Xavier Coates will be a starter. But, if, if we know the um, Storm, yeah, they're bringing though, in youngsters there too for, for the future. So for me, like losing Adokar but bringing in Coates is just, it's, it's a great signing. I mean, Adokar is still quick. He's a monster. We love him. But, you know, and I'll have him at the Blues every single day of the week. But, He's, it's, it's just smart coaching, bringing in a guy in. He's going to be there for years, and he's going to do really well. And I think I think I like the signing of Coates for the Storm because I think they will use him in a smarter way than what the, the Broncos did. Like You can just see Jerome Hughes just pinpointing perfect across-the-field kicks for Coates to mm. fly up and get. And yeah. that wasn't happening at the Broncos last year. Um, yeah. I think Melbourne Storm... Oh, sorry, Melbourne Spine is... Well, I think it's the best in the competition with the Eels. To be honest, I think it's the best. I don't, yeah. bar none. I think uh, I've got the. Think, I've just got the starting team in front of me, and it's just ridiculous. I think the it's Panthers just... and the Eels are both close, but in terms of every single position, Storm have a absolute monster, think, and yeah. they've got two, two start two hookers that would start on any other side. Basically, fitness is the key. If they if Pappenhausen can keep himself fit, 
Yeah. Munster, usually, he can keep himself fit. Hughes is as reliable as they come. And even if Harry Grant gets injured, they just throw in the cheese in their suite. So, do, do you yeah. think there's any changes there just because we're talking about Nico Hines not being there? Because he was, he was actually a really vital part of that squad last year because of how much Pappenhausen was out. Do you, do you think not having him as that backup will, will change anything if, say, Paps does get injured? I, I think that is... That's the only caveat I've got on this is Pappenhausen's a concussion risk. Um, he's had a few and and does have that injury history. Um, so I think that is the one downside. But they've brought in Nick Meaney, who I is like serviceable Meaney, so. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, it'll be interesting too. to see how he goes this this year. But yeah, you could any serviceable fullback you could put in that Storm side and they'd still do well. I think it's, it's Nick, Nick Meaney kind of screams Storm player. Like he's a bit no yeah. frills. He's a bit. He's just solid. He doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. He's not super just, quick. He's not super strong. But you just know he's going to play his role perfectly. They're going to give him a job. He's going to do it, and they're going to be fine. Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more. All right, uh, we're getting there, boys. We're getting through them. Um, we it's good. We got footy to... coming up, mate. I got Tinnies <laughs> to drink, footy to watch. So let's pump through them. <laughs> we're moving on to the Warriors, formerly of New Zealand. I don't know if they still play over there anymore, unfortunately, but. Um, Hopefully this year they can get a few more games over there. They won eight times last season under Nathan Brown, former... I believe they are the coach. Central Coast Warriors last year. <laughs> That's right. Nets <laughs> have um, set their over-under at eight and a half. Um, obviously, they've had the big inclusion of one Sean Johnson back to the side, and they've lost Roger Tuovasa-Shek. This is an interesting one for me, boys. What do you reckon? Well, I want to know what your thoughts on the Sean Johnson, obviously being, you know, Cronulla boy back in the day. I think he's still a good player, but do you think he's he's at this level still? And yeah, we'll... I do. Big time. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that's hurt him and, and it hurt us while he was at Cronulla was was his injuries. Um, yeah. If he can keep himself fit, he's still an elite playmaker. And I, th- I thought yeah. even when he came back late last season, I thought he still played at a pretty high level. He, he's never looked bad. I'll, I'll give you that. He's never looked bad. He was coming back from an Achilles, wasn't he? It's uh, pretty sure. Line it exactly. Yeah. Um, and I will say on that point as well. Uh, one thing the Warriors do have that Cronulla might not have had when they had Johnson is they actually have a fair bit of half depth. They've got um, CHT, Ash Taylor, Nick Arima, all can play in the halves as well. If Johnson does get injured, I'm hoping he doesn't. I'm uh, reasonably bullish on the Warriors. I say reasonably because. Similar to the to the Raiders, if you asked me, I mean, I guess you couldn't ask me before Tohu Harris got injured because it was last year, but if Tohu Harris were in the side, I'd be betting the over. Um, it's a big loss. It's a huge loss. Yeah, I still I still like them. I think they can get nine wins. Eight and a half is a bit low for me. So they, ma- um, they managed eight last year. Um, correct. And yeah, like you said, eight under and overs year. is yeah. eight and a half. So, so you, you're going to take the overs there, Stu? I would. Um, I, it's a stay away for me. I, if if I had to, I'd be taking the over. If Tohu Harris was there, I'd definitely be taking the over. Um, yeah. I think he's a massive loss. Um, you've got Reese Walsh and Matt Lodge out for rounds one and two, I think. Or Reese Walsh might be back in round two. Um, a couple of key players coming back. I think they'll be decent. Um, always they just don't have it across the whole park is the yeah. thing. Mm. Um, like they have a few standout players, but in terms of consistency across the team, it's really hard to um, sort of warrant the the amount of wins that they do need. I would actually hazard to say that they might not get to. Was it eight? Eight and a half. The over. Eight and a half. Yes, yeah, yeah, so so they might get eight, but I, I think nine even is a bit of a way for them. Like I've I, picked I them that. for nine wins. I think I think they might go over, but only just. Um, yeah. I think 
And they, they always seem to be the side that struggles for consistency. Um, and it's probably going to be hard for them again this year. They're going to be based in Redcliffe, um, which is locked in the home base. So at least they've got something a bit more steady because they've locked that in. Um, and there's talks that they might get five or six games in New Zealand later in the year. I was going to say, that's um, the key. If they can get some home ga- like actual home games again, I think that yeah. makes Like you can imagine how charged up they're going to be for an, a home game back. That'd be huge, year. yeah. I could see it in... If they can get five home games, I wouldn't be surprised if they won most of them. For, for me, it's a stay away again. I, I wouldn't be comfortable betting either of those totals. I think if they hit their potential, I think their ceiling is to make the finals. But I, this is a team that I could also see finishing last. <laughs> yeah. I will also note, Sean Johnson uh, making a return, like you mentioned earlier. He was their halfback last time they made the finals. That's true. So there you go. Took him to That's a grand um... final. Um, look... It'd be a bit rough on poor old Nathan Brown. I think he's got enough wooden spoons in his collection. But uh, <laughs> I think there's definitely some uh, picks for the wooden spoon, and they're not the Warriors. True, true. Uh, moving on to one of those picks. <laughs> oh, behave yourself, mate. We have the dear old Newcastle Knights, close to all of our hearts. But uh, they they won 12 games last season, um, and Neds have set their win total at nine and a half for this season. Um, look, it's hard to know where to start with the Knights. It's, it's a frustrating experience. Even though I'm primarily a Cronulla fan, we all live in Newcastle. We all have a soft spot for the Knights. Uh, I'm going to throw this one to the floor. What do we think? <sighs> yeah, it's one of it's that. That's exactly that. It's just like a sigh moment where you're like, I just know that it's going to be another really tough year. Um, Is it though? Are we sure? <sighs> I don't know. The way I see it right now, the way I feel about it, the way I look on paper, losing Pierce, the half situation is a sigh moment for me. I just don't know if we have the halves, the creative influence there to make things happen. But yeah, there's like like I keep saying it, there's so much potential, um, and it's just about getting Kalen Ponger in, in behind that guy makes makes things happen. Um, bringing in Dan Gagai, what are your thoughts on that signing? I like the Gagai signing. For me, the halves isn't so much a sigh moment as it's a, an unknown. Yeah, I think okay. there's, there's, a, there's a universe that exists where Adam Clune comes in and he becomes... like he, This guy's only played 25 first-grade games. He's, he's not a true. finished product yet. He's still only 25 years old. I know he seems like he's a bit older, he's been around, but he hasn't really. There's a scenario that he comes in and he's taking on a good organising role Jake Clifford kicks on. I thought we saw some good signs from Clifford last year. I, I, I was impressed with him when he came over from the Cowboys. I like his kicking game. Um, I think the most exciting for me about that halves, and and when I say a Simon, I, I don't want to be negative because obviously, like I really always want the Knights to do well. I'd love to see us in the top eight, but I suppose it's just you just want to see some development, and you just don't know. Like you said, you can't see it on paper, but you're right. Um, I think having Joey in there is um, going to be really good for those guys too. Well, I, I mean, we saw last year that the key thing for the Knights was their attack. It was abysmal. They just could not score points. And yeah. it's still a decent, like on, on paper, it's still a decent side. Like it's a pretty solid forward pack. Um, having I guess Brayley the issue out, there is, yeah, exactly. Brayley being yeah. out. Um, R- Randall coming in. Randall coming in, I see, is like a tackle machine, but he's not going to create a whole lot. Um, I, yeah. I think you, you're touching on the key point there. I think, and I think the thing about the nice halves this year is they're just uninspiring for me. I feel like too much of the creativity and attacking prowess has got to come from Ponga, and I don't think there's much coming from anywhere else. No one other than him is going to 
get their ball in the hand and create chances out of nothing. Yeah. For me. And what Kalen um, Ponga are we getting? Are we getting fit and motivated Kalen Ponga like we get in Origin, or are we getting Kalen Ponga that's sort of just going through the motions a bit? And well, as long like as we we'll get, get all those count. Dolphins guys out of his ears, we might we might be right. Like, <laughs> um, um, it it really hurt losing Braley and not having a Connor Watson. I think that was one point I just need to make. Like losing yeah, Connor absolutely. Watson was huge. I, I just I really rate the guy. I think he's a good mid. And, and and he can play the number nine role, and he would have done for me. He would have been picked over over Randall. Well, they're, they're basically they're basically shoehorning Kurt Mann into the Connor Watson role. He's going to be starting Which, lock round one. For me, uh, he's just not not that player. I th- nah. Like you said, Dom. I think um, talking about a bit of X factor. I think Connor Watson actually brought that to the table last year. We used him as a utility, but he was one player that looked dangerous when he had the ball in his hands. Um, he should have had more game time. To be honest, there was, it was too yeah. many times where he he was. A, Excuse me, sitting on the bench, trying to swallow me beer still. Um, where he was sitting on the bench, and I'm just like, this guy's—he's got—he's just got such a motor. Like he's got an engine. He just wants to keep going. And and sometimes I was just a bit like, let's just get him on the park. He'll he'll at least, you know, good ball position. He he just gains meters. Um, but yeah, and we'll talk about who he's gone to shortly. <laughs> um, I think I think the key is if we can keep. If we can keep Ponga fit, and if he's having a good year, if we can keep Bradman Best fit, and if he's having a good year, um, that's probably going to be a lot of where our points are going to have to come well, from. Those those two it. guys are going to have to be the, firing. The outside backs were really poor last year. Like, if I have to see Tawala line up on a wing again, I think I might like, <laughs> feel calm to myself. Well, well um, while we're here and we're talking about betting, uh, last season a couple of the boys in this group made a made a bit of a bet that uh, the Knights would or would not make the top eight. <laughs> Hamish said they weren't going to, and Jordan said they would. And I believe was it a hundred or fifty bucks you had to hand over at the fifty dollars. Yeah, so, just between you two, would you make that bet again, Jordan? I wouldn't. No, I, I, I the Knights the Knights over under again to stay away from me. You can talk me into them winning twelve games again. I think their ceiling is just another seventh or eighth spot. I think their floor's a bit lower this year. I, I could see them. You could talk me into them finishing 14th or 15th. Look at yeah. it this way, though. Normally, um, you're looking at the Knights going, we have a great side on paper. Look, we could be top mm. four this year. And they do nothing. So hopefully this year, I'm looking at them going, we're going to struggle a lot. Hopefully, the, hopefully the reverse jinx attempt of the combined four of us on this podcast is going to lead to a good season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've honestly got my fingers crossed for this. <laughs> the new halves, I just hope that something comes out and, and just makes that first game, I hope that we just look good and it gets me so real keen for tough, It's a tough ask against the Chooks first up. It is, it is, it is. But right. I, I'm not saying we're going to come out and win this game, but just, you know what I mean? So you can just see that there's, there's a bit of fight there and there's a bit of creativity and yeah, it'll get is, me going. Is there <laughs> any uh, any betting thoughts on that over under a nine and a half? Or are we staying clear? I'm staying uh, yeah. away from it. <laughs> I'm going nowhere near that. <laughs> I, I'd be staying clear. If, if I had to bet, I'd be going the under. I think, yeah. um, I think their ceiling's about 10 wins this year. Um, maybe 11 wins. But so two, I, could, I could also... I could also see them winning six, seven, eight in and around there. I don't think yeah. it's going to be. I'm keeping my expectations low. Hopefully they can uh, exceed them. I'm with you all the way. Uh, Up the right. mighty nights. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On to the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're not. The last... Look, Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, you're right. Um, I was just going to say for poor old Ham, it was a rough one last year. A team that. <laughs> Promised plenty on paper. I mean, I drafted Jason Tamalola with my first pick in fantasy, and 
I think you broke three hands through the year. I didn't even know you could break three hands, but apparently you can just keep <laughs> I've only got two, so I don't know how he yeah. fucking managed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then even when he played, just not the same player he was in prior seasons. Uh, Neds has set them at seven and a half. Uh, I'm going to throw straight to you on this one, Hamish. I know this is uh, your bread and butter here, so what do you think? Didn't you hear me earlier? Undefeated Premiers. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, look, um, the threshold 7.5 is probably where it belongs there. Uh, I can't see the winning too many more. Um, there's really not any notable signings. They brought in Townsend, but when you look at the the rest of the signings, there's not much else that they um, have done. What do you think about and... Townsend coming in? Because as a Sharks fan, I, was, I wasn't like, like, you know, he, he won, we won a premiership with him, but I was kind of more than happy to see him go. Yeah, look, he's experienced, but that's probably all that he brings. Uh, he's, he's not a fast bloke. He, he's not a ball player. Um, he's not going to. When you're touting someone's experience, you're not very confident in uh, much else. I don't think he's played games. <laughs> he's been there. He's played games. You never know. Some players, you know, they spend so long and they move to a new club, and that's then true. things just—they just, it, they it, just it happen. Might be so. he might, new club. Who knows? He, he might be ready to go. Yeah, I can give you all the positivity you want, Hamish, but for me, this is uh, it's looking like a wooden spoon team. So I'm going to have to agree that. with you. I don't want to be rude, but I feel like these guys are going to be fine to, to not get the. Uh, the they do soup, have some young young kids coming through though, um, like on the edges. They have Luki um, Tuolagi in on the wing. He looks pretty good. Mm. So they've got some young kids coming through, but I still think they're probably a year or two away from doing anything too special. So. Yeah. Um, it's well, dollar eighty. How do you see the Valentine Holmes thing playing out here? Do you do you have him? He's, he, is he going to start in the centres? He's starting in the centres, but he has not been even half the player he was since yeah. he went over to America. Like since he's come back, I wouldn't really even put him as a first grade player. Like they they got him on this big contract, and for me, uh, you could have a rookie come in and do the exact same thing. He hasn't been impressive at all. It's it's, it's a big year for him. I think. I think he need like. I think the goodwill is starting to it's starting to run out from Cowboys fans. Like when he first came to North Queensland, like he's from you know he's from the area, they were so excited to get him. But I think that goodwill's starting to run out. He needs to perform this year. Um, whether that's look, there's talk out of the Cowboys camp that he's looking really good in the centres. He's certainly got all the attributes to be a good centre. He's fast. You know, he, he runs good lines. He's he's strong. He's always been a, a decent ball player as well. Ever since he was. His last year playing fullback at the Sharks, but I don't know whether it's a motivation thing, whether he thinks playing in the NRL is beneath him these days, maybe from being in the NFL. I'm not sure what it is, but he's not been the same since he come back. All right, seven I, and a half. Uh, too much silence yeah, there. I didn't like that. I'm, uh, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm personally, I'm hammering this under. Sorry, Ham. I, you mentioned there's a couple of youngsters. I think this year just needs to be a rebuild year for the Cowboys. They just need to. It's, they're probably just going to have to try and get through it, try and bring blood some youngsters, uh, try and find some good gems there, and um, yeah, it's, we'll say, it's we'll not say they're in a building phase. Is that what you yeah. say? They're in a building phase. I, I like, and I don't, I don't want to be rude. I, I actually think that they've got a couple of good players who, who can definitely. Do, it's just filling in those gaps is going to take a lot of time. And like Hamish said, I don't think they're going to do anything this year. Maybe next year they bring bring some new new guys in, some more experience. Maybe they'll make it off the bottom of the ladder next season. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I can't, in good faith, take that over. Even though seven and a half is that's a, that's low, but I would if I'm going anywhere, I'm probably going slightly under. Yeah, I'm staying away, but 
I should stop saying it's been so rough because I think the Knights are going to struggle this year. <laughs> Probably just throwing a bit of shade on Hamish here. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to put anything on it, but I'd, they're going to struggle to get to the seven, I think. All right, let's move on to the team that I'm sure Jared Barnes and Joel Paraga listening to this podcast have been dying for us to get to, and that is the mighty Parramatta Eels. Um, pretty good season for Parra last year. They won 15 games, um, and they had a ripper go at the Panthers in the, I believe it was the, uh, was it the second round of the finals? Yeah, it was. Second round of the finals. I think they lost 8-6 or 14-12. It was some sort of low-scoring game. Now, as I said before, look, roster-wise, they haven't really lost and they haven't really gained much. They lost Blake Ferguson. Um, I think they were sort of, he was sort of nearing his use-by date for a <laughs> top-level first grader. Um, they have added Bailey Simonson uh, from the Raiders and Mitch Rain for a bit of hooking depth. The key for me for Parramatta early in the season is they've got a lot of injuries coming into this one. Mike mm. um, Acevo, he's out till mid-season. Um, Hayes Dunster out for the year with a, an ACL. That was a horrid, horrid one. Hayes yeah, Dunster. I think he did everything in his knee. Am I missing something? Is there another? Is there another one of them? Nikore is missing round one, but I think he's back. I feel like I'm early. missing one of their other outside backs that's out injured as well. But um, either way, I I like the rest of their team. I think they've got one of the best forward packs in the comp. Um, I think. They've got some great edges. I think, obviously, Nia Corey's out early, but Madison and Papalihi, although Papalihi can play in the middle as well, I think he's a great young player. Um, I think their spine with Melbourne is the best in the comp. You can maybe say they're a step below Melbourne. I'll grant you that. But Gutho, uh, Reid Marnie, Mitch Moses, and I think Dylan Brown is a really big prospect for this year for the NRL. I think he's going to be have a huge season. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more, George. I think Reed Marnie, for me, is probably the best nine in the, in the comp. I know Stu doesn't like hearing that. He's a bit of a Grant fan. But, um, no, I think Marnie, is... Moses, and, like you said, Gutho, the king. Um, yeah, strong spine. I actually, I, I actually think that the Parramatta are going to really, really well this year. I don't want to... Uh, Get our mates too keen, but I think they might make a <laughs> so, potential a potential was... berth for a finals. So um, the, the we'll line's thirteen and a half, and I'm going over bit, for sure. I'm yeah. a bit worried with the outside backs that they've got out early. As I said, I like their forward pack. There's big raps on this young um, Penasini playing in the centres. He's only played three games, and he played them last year. But I'll read you his stat lines. Um, as Casey hands me a beer, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from three starting games last year, Penasini, he managed a try, a try assist, five tackle busts, and an average 126 running metres. So I like that as, from an offensive output. He's still got a bit to learn when it comes to defending. He was missing 1.7 tackles on average per game, but I think that's the kind of thing that comes with being in the squad for the preseason, being around the team a bit more. Um, and obviously, defending in the centres is probably one of the hardest spots to defend in. Just ask Bradman Best. Um, <laughs> I think you're, you're you're nailing it there. I think they're spine top three in the comp probably. Um, they've got a great pack. If you're going to poke holes in them, and if you're going to be critical, their two through five is probably their weak spot. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I still it's... like them to do well. Definitely. I think. Um, for me, they're a 13 to 16 win team. I think their floor is not much lower than that line, um, and they probably could push on for a decent to be a decent top four side. You've taken yeah, the I, words right out of my mouth. I've got a bit of confidence in them, actually. I, I'm gonna. I've actually put a bit of money on the overs for the uh, for the Eels there. So 
I also have. I, I'm with Stu. Like their ceiling to me is a grand final. Once yeah, and that's exactly what I said. Game. I just think they have, they're just so potential to be in that final that um, I, I could I, not bet on the overs. I think their flaws may be just like, worst case scenario. These injuries and everything, they maybe they just missed the eighth. But I, I, I like the over, um, and I'm I'm locking that in for an over for me. Yeah. Nice. What are your thoughts, Sam? Um. Oh, definitely I would go with overs too, but the only thing is, like, as a betting man again, I look at seventy. where's the profit in that? Let's go yeah. unders. There's no money. Come on, mate. You've got to, you got to stick them in fucking multis, mate. There's... Can you, uh, I haven't, I haven't looked too much, I don't know, on Neds. Can you, uh, can you adjust these season lines? Uh, Not that I'm aware no, you can't. Can't That'd be. Like, I'm sure need to add that because yeah. just change those odds, and I would love to adjust some of these lines. I want yeah. to. I want to bet the under on Cowboys like four and a half. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Still a dollar seventy. <laughs> you remember when Bowen took the the Knights to win three games in a season, and they won two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like they've got to win three. There's no way they could lose they, it. It's paying like six dollars or something, mate, and they those, got uh, those were hard That's... years around Newcastle. Not yeah, let's we don't, we don't talk about those well. years. Yeah, covering oh. up them scars still. <laughs> all right, uh, so we're all. I think we're all in agreement over for the Eels. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Penrith Panthers, who we did see in action last night. We're going to try not to let that influence things, and I'm certainly a little bit embarrassed with what I've gone with them, but. Uh, they won 21 games last year uh, on route to winning the grand final, and much like the Storm, their over-under is set at 17.5. Look, um, for the Panthers, um, again, not really much has changed too much for them. Obviously, they lost Burton, but he wasn't a starting player. So well, he did play in the centres for a little bit, but his main um, position's half. So... I, the only thing I sort of see as a, a trouble with them is obviously during Origin, um, when they lose uh, Cleary, Yo, um, Martin, a whole lot of players, Luai, uh, that they struggle a little bit. But I had further concerns for those first four rounds that Cleary is potentially out for. I know we're trying to not uh, judge it's very hard last not night, <laughs> but the way they played without Cleary, I think they could win four from four at the start of the season. So... Um, if they can even say lose one while they've got haven't got Cleary when he comes back, I don't see there's sort of any way that they're not going to win 18 matches. So I'd gone similar things to you, Jordan. I was thinking unders they they can't play without Cleary, and um, now I'm probably changing my mind uh, it, too hastily. Real, it'd be a real shame if I'd already bet on the under. I <laughs> <laughs> um, similar to you boys. Before last night, I would have been keen on that under. Um, you touched on it here, Matt Burton. They've also lost a few just decent squad players, I think. Brent Naden, Kurt Capewell. I don't know whether you can count Pengai Jr. as a loss for them. He was only there for a handful of games. Uh, Momorowski, just decent depth, some decent starting players. Kurt Capewell is obviously a good player um, and didn't really bring in anyone. Sean O'Sullivan was a bit of a nothing buyer for me. But he played well last night. <laughs> he, he was great last night. And I was also, consi- you've also got to consider, Cleary's out till round four, out for four rounds, take out his origin games as well. And he's starting to, it's starting to creep in that he might be a bit injury prone now with a few different injuries here and there. You wonder how many games they're going to get out of him this year. Um, and, um, seven and a half, eighteen wins is it's a lot. 
Um, so I was keen on the under, but yeah, after looking at them last night, they just looked well-oiled and... Just I don't really want to admit it, but I, I bet against them last night, boys. I actually so put I. a bit of money on so uh, Ruben Garrick and, uh, and the Seagulls to get away with the win, and uh, yeah, it was nowhere near it. So I think we're all on the same page there. I, I just don't think the, Pan- the Panthers, they just have just this winning mentality. Hmm. They're all there for each other, and I don't see them losing... I'm, like uh, I'm going to dig my heels in here and I'm going to give you the case for the under. Okay. I've also, yeah. before, I've before I, you, I know you're going to make a compelling case here. Convince Jordan, me, Jordan. My, Convince my me, only mate. thoughts are, um, <laughs> like I touched on with the outs, I think they've lost squad depth yeah. compared to what they had last year. And I think right. when Origin time rolls around, that's when you're going to see it the most. So, I think that's that might be yeah. where they struggle. I mean, yeah, okay. look, they did beat Manly, right? But... They beat Manly last year as well. They're, they're beating up on all the teams below, that were below them last year. I don't have a problem with that while Cleary's out. It is round one. If Cleary's not right and they don't have that depth to pull on if they or to, to you know to call on when they've got injuries, um, I do think I can see them slipping up a little bit more than last year and losing a few more games. Now, I think a successful season for Penrith could still have them winning 17 games. They're still, that's still about a top four berth, really. And that's all they're aiming for. They, they know that they're not winning the competition in the next month, but they could lose it in the next month if they rush these guys back. So they're going to take their time bringing them back. Maybe, it, look, if they end up four and zip in this period that Cleary's out, this point is completely mute, completely moot. But I think the case is, like you said, Stu, a little bit less squad depth this year. Although, mind you, young Targo that come into the centres last night in play He was Burton great last, was, last where, night. Where did they get him from? That's incredible. He was amazing. He tore it up. All um, I'm thinking so, is, get that guy into my fucking fantasy team. <laughs> he is going to be... He's not in anyone's team yet. He's going to be first pick on the waivers for sure. Uh, I, think I think someone's got him, yeah. I think yeah, someone Joe. picked him up. Yeah, um, right, yeah. right before the, the start. I'm sure Joe was doing a lot of deep research about Penrith Juniors coming through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, look, I, I definitely felt better about it about 24 hours ago, but I can still see a scenario where they win 16, 17 games and they're just trying to aim towards getting in the finals rather than getting to the top of the ladder again. All right. Yeah, uh, you're not, you, I don't think you can do anything to convince me they're going to win. Uh, they, they're going to win less than 18 games. I, I just think they're... They are. They're, 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 just really, too... they're the Sydney-Melbourne. They're the Sydney Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, I just, I don't know. And again, I don't. You, we should have done this before we watched the game last night. But like watching Happy Coruscant last night, he just yeah. man was just a machine. Hey, I just, well, that man doesn't need all... any vaccines. He's he's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he... All right. Uh, this is an interesting one next. Actually, I'm very curious to see what we all think about uh, the South mm. Sydney Rabbitohs going into this season. Uh, they won 20 games last year. Huge season for them. Uh, and their over-under is down to 14 and a half. Mm. New coach, I obviously, think... with Jason Demetrio and no Adam Reynolds. I think, yeah, you're touching on the reason why that line has gone down. Um, no Craig Bellamy. Oh, uh, not sorry. Uh, no Wayne Bennett, sorry. Uh, lost Adam Reynolds. Uh, Jaden Sewer, Benji Marshall, Dane Gagai, mm. all losses. And they haven't really brought in anyone of... Any great stature for me. Um, add in Latrell's not starting this year due to suspension, and 
how many games is he going to miss this year through suspension? Who I think knows? Is he only um, out for the first now. couple now? Yeah, it's only two. Yeah, they've updated but it. He's right, only missing two games, but... Judging from his demeanor um, in training, he's still uh, just as angry as ever. <laughs> yeah, I, you guys saw that video yesterday? I, mean, I don't mean, mind it. It's all right. It's fine. No, it's good. That's what you want. Yeah. I, I, that's what I think. Personally, I'm just like, get into it, lads. Like, but, I don't know. You could see it as turmoil in the sheds. Some people would. <laughs> I, I don't mind a bit of grit and training, don't get me wrong. I think when Latrell's got a little bit of a um, he reputation... Plays on the he, and he That's how he plays. Like he's, yes. If he wasn't doing that, he's not playing well. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big Latrell fan, but that guy would be a pest on the pitch. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I want him to be. Yeah. You want him on your side, you don't want to be playing against him. Uh, 100%. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I was alluding to. Um yeah, I think it's an interesting one for me too. Like, losing Adam Reynolds is... It's, yeah, it's really hard to say what's going to happen there. I think he's a real... And he was a real pivotal part of being a oh, successful absolutely. team last year. So, I, like you said, losing their coach... I don't think... Gagai was a massive loss. Like, I, I rate him, but I think, like, like he's sort of... He's, he's replaceable. Coming on that, uh, yeah, exactly. He's replaceable. He's on that other end of his... Um, his career, but yeah, what, who were you taking for unders and overs? I, I think it, we don't really know what to expect from Jason Demetriou either. Yeah, it's, like, it's a difficult one. Uh, I think that 14 and a half numbers actually, it's, a, it's almost like Neds are good at their job because that's a pretty saucy number. <laughs> I would take them for a slight over. I think. I'm not sold on it. I can see him winning 15 or 16 games. I think the case being that Latrell. I think this is going to be a huge year when he comes back. Yeah. And I think Cody Walker is going to be playing some of the best football of his career, much like he was at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, so they won 20 games last year. And yeah, like I you said, 14 and a half. 16 win range. They I don't know. Really... I just think 20 was a bit inflated for them last year. They probably were playing well enough that they should have only won about 17. There were games there where they really escaped at the very end of it. Uh, as you said, Walker... He probably, his last two years has been the best football he's ever played. Three years to keep it up. That's a, a very long hot streak. Uh, mm. And if he can't come out and do what he's been doing so far, they've got that new half Ilias. Um, yeah, a lot so rest on him. Yeah, the spine's a bit, bit uh, weaker. I think it'd be, as you said, pretty close to, to spot on. Uh, maybe 15, but it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, struggled this year and they were sort of down in 7, 8, 13, 13 wins, something like that. I think about yeah, the It's kind of annoying. They're giving us no, no money to make here. <laughs> Come on, Neds. Like, I think give us I'm, uh, you, guys are, you guys all seem keen just on the over. I'm going to... So I've actually locked this in for my under, but um, Ooh, and like I'm going to give you the my reasoning. So we've touched on a few of these points. Um Obviously, losing Adam Reynolds, I think that's huge. Interesting to see how that impacts Cody Walker, how he plays, but a bit, bit less experience and a bit less direction through that spine. Um, you've got Luttrell, who's suspended for the start, but also just the suspension risk throughout the season. He'll also be playing Origin, so you'll be without him at times. Um, Damian Cook, I feel like, is starting to slow down a little bit and will probably be playing Origin at times as well. You take out some key players in that spine throughout different times throughout the year. I can see them losing games. Um, you also don't have Wayne Bennett there um, as a steady head. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm not 
I'm not confident in them this year. Um, they've also got the Storm, the Roosters, and the Panthers in round two and two, three, and four. Um, if they don't beat the Broncos this weekend, they could be 0-4. Yeah, um, it's a hard start. So that that's my uh, that's my. I'm can't wait to listen to this in a month's time <laughs> Mate, and I eat all the words. All my best be proven wrong. Yeah. All right. Let's That's the worst part about this is that we've uh, it's going to stay on file. We have to go back and listen to how <laughs> shit we are. <laughs> I like how we lost Tom on the video call, but his voice is just still reverberating around. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah. So we we had a video up there, and I think my phone's just sort of overheated. So we'll just we'll just let that like cruise. too many hot takes. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> put the cold beer on it. I think Casey's about to come in and murder me too because she's trying to get ready, and I'm like, no bedrooms off limits. <laughs> um, all right, let's go on to the St. George Dragons who beat the Rabbitohs in the Charity Shield. This is an interesting one for me. Um, eight wins last year, and they're over-under set at eight and a half. This, boys, I, I'll throw to you in a second, but this is a lock over for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm actually with you. Uh, uh, it's a stay away for me. I actually think eight and a half is probably pretty pretty spot on. I could see them maybe winning less games than that. Um, okay. I'll even go one further. I love the odds for them to make the top eight. Three dollars twenty-five. I can see the dragons in the eight this year. Really? Yep. All right. I like. Um, I like that. They got. They got some good players. I think Ben Hunt's going to have a good year this year. I think they got Jack Bird back in his proper position of center. I think they've recruited well. Um, they got. The, they got the young, young uh, Amon, and oh, I'm missing a name right now off the top of my head. The, the young half and. Uh, Young 5'8 and the young fullback, I think, will be good for them. They showed some really good flashes at the um, back end of last uh, year. Sloan. Sloan. Sloan, Sloan, Sloan yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And Bert, Bird's, I think, was he named at lock or second row still? But he can he move across. The trouble for me is he, there's just not any depth at all. So mm. if I, they start off the season poorly and they lose players, even at eight uh, wins, it's... Um, I guess it's pretty impressive if they get to that. Sorry, George. Uh, I, I like I like Sewer. I like them having. They've obviously still got Sims. I like Lomax for a bounce back year. Um, I I don't like the Dragons at all, being a Sharks fan. But I, I like their team, unfortunately. So I'm they're lock, a lock over for me. Yeah, I'm I'm a lock over too. I actually really like the squad, but I I do have to admit that Hamish makes a great point. The depth. You get a couple of injuries there, That's which true. is That's probably going to happen. They're in big trouble. So. Would you know? Fingers crossed, George. No injuries, mate. I want to make some make oh, some look, money. As much as I've <laughs> I've gambled on already, nothing would make me happier than seeing the dragons are down the bottom. Yeah, I'm used to losing <laughs> I think money. The depth, I think the depth is the issue, and I think inexperience as well. I think um, in some key positions they're pretty raw. Still, they've got Ben Hunt in there, Andrew the McCullough, yeah, as as experienced heads, but Tyrell Sloan. Yeah. Um, Battling out with players like Lomax, like what did he make? I think I'm reading here like 12 appearances last year in total. That's a guy yeah. that you want. You want to, you want him to play every game. game. Like he, he's such a good player and a good center. If he can regress to the mean of like what he's capable of, I think, I think it's it's he's going to be a net positive for that team. Plus, you yeah. throw in his goal kicking as well. He's a bit of a sharpshooter. I think it's it's a big in for him. Yeah. For me, they're still they're probably still a season or two away. I think this is more a rebuilding year. Um, Sloan versus Ramsey at fullback. Amone or Sullivan. Well, I think Ramsey goes the second half. Wing. I think Ram, that's his position. I don't think I don't see him as a fullback. I see him as a winger. Um, You've got but... Ravalawa and what Fega on the wings. Yeah. As well. um, I just think um, 
Yeah, for me, for me, they're still a year or two away. I do like their squad. I think they've got a good young squad, and if they can add, they only have to win a couple more players in depth over Pana. They only have to win nine games. Yeah, how many did they win last year? Eight. Yeah, they have to win one more game. Come on, come <laughs> on, let's go. <laughs> uh, touching on their depth as well, you've also got players like I like Josh three Bias, beers, Jack DeBellin, potential suspension risks. Tarek Sims. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Look, I don't feel good about betting on Jack DeBellin, but anyway. <laughs> um, another little little sneaky note. Did you know that they didn't win a game after Barbecue Gate last year? I did read that somewhere, actually. That's, yeah. uh, that's I a- had no idea. I, I read that doing my research, and I, that baffled me. Because that, that felt like halfway through the year. They must have finished terrible. I reckon, I reckon the curse of Paul Vaughan's going to live on the Bulldogs, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, we've got two to go, boys. Let's wrap this up and we can go watch some footy. Uh, we've got the Sydney Roosters. Um, interesting for them, too. They won 16 games last year, despite their heavy injury toll. Hmm. Um, 16.5 is their over for this, this season. Obviously, um, Luke Keary coming back from injury is huge um, and a bit more depth in terms of uh, who they've got back. Where do we, where do we see them going? I'm going to go overs, George. I think that with um, Geary back, and, and like we'll talk about Sam Walker, I think he had really periods of just exciting stuff last year. He's young. He's going to move into that number seven. And with them too, as long as they can stay fit, I think they're going to win more than... I'm going to go like 18 games this year, I think. I think they've got... I mean, Robinson's... You can make arguments about who's the best coach in the game, but whatever argument you're making, he's in the conversation. Yeah, and, and I'll bring it back to, you know, we're talking about the Knights before, Connor Watson, do rate the guy. Just just depth there as well, you know, like yeah. um, a good mid, a good, a good. Um, I think he's starting hooker this weekend, I believe. Um, and he'll do a job there. So I just think that they've uh, got, they got depth. They've, they've got quality all the way around, and I think they're going to make more than that 16.5. What do you think, Cam? I think we've lost him. I think we've lost him. Um, I'll yeah. just jump in there. For me, the um, the sixteen and a half line's pretty bang on. I can see that. I can't see them losing enough games to go much under that. Um, I think they'll be between a fifteen and an eighteen win team. I don't have enough confidence to bet on bet on the over, but I think they'll be there or thereabouts. I think one thing they're gonna miss this year. Um, they've lost a fair bit of experience. Um, both the Morris brothers, Jake Friend, Boyd Cordner, all retiring. Um, they've lost Isaac Liu. They've lost Matt Nicavalu. Um Brought in a couple of decent handy players, Connor Watson, Momorowski. Um, Momorowski will actually be handy for them because I think he'll kick goals. Mm. Yeah, um, do rate Momorowski. I think the I think Kiri coming back will be if he can come back and show us what he was showing us before he got injured. Um, Sam Walker's obviously great up and coming talent. If those two can combine well in the house, they'll be they'll be hard to beat. So they do have a bit of a, a a tough run around that sort of origin period, like rounds ten through to sixteen. I'll just give them to you. So they got Eels, Panthers, and then Sharks, Raiders, Storm, Eels, Panthers. That's uh, um, that's interesting because that the, I'm wondering if that might actually work in their favour. If well, that's if you look, what I was going to say. It's a bit of a weird Kyrie one. And Walker, that, they're not going to be players, They're not going to be origin players. Exactly. Um, so it's a danger period, might, but it. It's almost, yeah, I know what you're saying, inversely, because you look at the Eels and the Panthers, and they're going to be, and the Storm, they're going to be depleted. Yeah. Um, so, interesting. It'll be interesting to one, one to watch, I think. Um, they've actually got, got a bit of a tough... 
Christ is averted. I am back. You had to bite your tongue in the background hearing us. Yeah, you've been uh, picked up a couple of largies. That's what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Stu, you start everything I was going to say anyway. Um, like, they've lost so many veterans, friend, Cordon Morris, uh, Liu. Well, I guess Liu is not really a veteran, but he was a solid player. Oh, I think the, the issue for me is, um, I guess, Kiri and Walker t- together are really untested. Like, mm-hmm. they've both been really good players on their own, but it'll be, as you said, key to see how they gel. I actually have gone the opposite to everyone. I think... Uh, 16.5 is probably a bit inflated, uh, and I would take. Ooh. I'm going to take unders on them. Fuck. I. What are you, what are you losing your fucking game? Money, is it going to be a, <laughs> a close under, or do you think they're just, a close under? No, I don't think they're going to get wiped off the, the park or anything like that. But I just. Yeah, think so you sort of think that 16 the... games is like their ceiling again? Like that's that's them. I, I'm actually. I'm not joining him in saying under, but. I am cautious in betting that over, and I think it's a bit of a stay away for me because, like you said, it's a bit of an untested partnership, Kiri and Walker. Now, I think Kiri's experienced enough that he's just going to look to accentuate Walker's strengths and just sort of fill in the fill in the gaps as he needs to. But I do think he's going to come back a little bit slow and a bit ginger from that ACL. It's mm. an ACL injury. I'm, I'm more than sure he did last year. Mm. I should remember yeah. it was yeah. in my fantasy team. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> so I think the Roosters might not hit the ground running. I think they might come good towards the end of the year, but 16 and a, 16 and a half, 17 wins is a lot of wins. So I, it's a stay away for me. I, I can easily see them, like their ceiling, again, is premiers, but I could see them maybe finishing in the lower half of the eight if things don't quite go their way. Yeah, okay. All right, boys. We've done, we have we got here. We're on oh, the last one. <laughs> West Tigers. Jeez, talk about saving the best for last. Um, <laughs> they actually surprisingly won eight games last year. Um, credit to Michael Maguire for eking that out of that squad. Um, their over-under is set at seven and a half this year. Um, I'm big on a couple of players in their squad. I like some parts of it, but most of it I don't like. I, I love Luciano Lelua. I think he's an absolute beast. He's a um, beast. I like Adam Dewey, but he's out for most of the, like for a good half the season. Um, I think this is just another stay away, to be honest. Uh, what do you boys think? I've uh, I've pegged them for the under here. I think, like you said, they scraped eight wins last year, um, and I think they're a worse side than they were last year. I think. Um, what are they really the only key key ins and outs? Uh, you've lost Moses and Bayer. Um, and board in Stafford Tower. They're the only really key ins and outs I can see. Uh, you bought in Tyrone Peachy, who could be. Could well, they've be got Peachy well. and Hastings that have come in. Um, but for me, the key injuries there you've got Little out till rounds yeah. four to six, and you've got Dewey out till round 10. You've already lost Sean Bloor, who was picked to be great. And I think Talao and uh, a couple of others, maybe seasonal injuries. Um, like you touched on, I think they're strong parts. They're, they're pack. They've got Luciana Leilua, Alex Twal, Garner, um, Peachy, Joe, I can't say his name. Ham, I'll throw it here. Often Gowie. Yeah, and uh, o, Otakamanu. Is that how you say it? Otakamanu. Well. Yeah. He's actually um, like a really impressive um, prospect. Yeah, uh, like I think last year a... watching him, he just uh, broke tackles everywhere. He's a running machine. Uh, he did everything on his own. That's probably part of the parcel as to why they got so many wins. He was just running over sides. Um, it was actually pretty good to watch. 
Um, Where do you have them, Ham? What do you think? Look, I reckon uh, they're on par for Wooden Spoon with the Cowboys. <laughs> um, I I just don't really see where they get their wins. Like, you, if you methodically go through and uh, put their side against all the other teams, you go, could they win this match? And uh, 95% of the time, you're probably saying, no, they can't. So Yeah, when you're, making, when you're doing the matchups purely on paper, there's not many times where you're like, okay, I think the dogs, uh, sorry, I think the Tigers have the superior squad here. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think like you do that, you do that match for match, and you go, oh, maybe there's one or two players that you could go, yeah, they'll, they'll match them, and everyone else is just it's not quite there. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm staying away from it, to be honest. But I think they're really going to struggle to make seven and a half games. So if I was I going to, they, I'd be going unders, but um, I'm not going near it. I think they rival the Knights and maybe a few other sides for probably the worst halves pairing in the comp as well. Luke Brooks and Jackson Hastings do nothing for me. Yeah. I tell you what, Luke uh, Brooks is—he's making better money special. than anyone though. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also uh, haven't made the finals since 2011, um, cool. and mm. I just feel like they've got a losing mentality. I just don't. Honestly, I, I don't see them winning many games. Um, they brought Tim Sheens back in as director of football. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that, but um, yeah. It's probably one of the only positives. As long as Leilua scores me massive fantasy points, boys, it's all good. I'm sure he will. He'll probably be uh, making lots of tackles. <laughs> all right, boys, are we ready for it? We're going to wrap it up here with a speed round. I'm going to read out the teams, and I'm going to throw it to each and every one of you. And whether we it's a stay away, an over, or an under, and we'll just run through them to cap it off. Are we ready? Sounds good. All right, Brisbane Broncos. Ask asked you. Uh, I have a stay away. Could be the other way. Uh, probably stay away. Dom? I'm going overs. I am also staying away from that one. Uh, Canberra Raiders, Stu? Uh, what's their line? 11 and a half. I think... I'm not betting on them, but I think the under. Hamish? Yeah, look, I mimic Stu again, under. Dom? Under. I'm also under. Uh, Canterbury Bulldogs, nine and a half, Stu? Um, stay away from me. Hamish? Controversial. I know I said they have a, a lot of lot to ask for, but I reckon over. Dom? If they start to gel. Uh, see, the more we've talked about things, I've changed my perspective on them as we've gone through. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going to step back. I think I'm just going to stay away from the Bulldogs. I'm going hard under. Uh, Sharks, 11 and a half. Stu? Uh, I'm going the over. Hamish? Stay away. Dom? I'm going to go the over. I'm also a lock for the over. Gold Coast Titans, 11 and a half. Of course you are. Stu, Gold Coast. Stay away from me, but leaning the under. Hamish? Yeah, I think under, because it's $2. Good odds. <laughs> Dom? Yeah, I'm, I'm with him. I think it's, it's worth a bet. It's worth I'm, a bet. I'm also on a soft under there. Manly, 15 and a half. Stu? That's no, a stay away from me. I think that's bang on, that line. Hamish? Stay away. It's too hard to pick. Yeah, stay away after I think we're all night, staying man. away from that one. Yeah, let's, just, let's not look at it until uh, a few weeks in. Melbourne Storm, 17 and a half, Stu. Uh, I'm locking the over here. Ham? Yeah, I reckon overs. I um, mean, there's not much money to be made, but it's overs, yeah. I, I think we're all in agreement there. Over. I'm not betting against Craig Bellamy or Cam Munster. Um, <laughs> New Zealand Warriors, eight and a half, Stu. Um, probably a stay away, but I like him as a sneaky overbet here. Ham? I'm not convinced. I reckon unders. Dom? I'm, yeah, I'm not putting anything. I'm staying away, George. 
I'm going over. Uh, okay. Newcastle Knights, nine and a half. Oh, God. Stu. I can't bring myself to actually do it, but probably uh, probably the under here. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I think just a big stay away from them. Dom. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. It would be unders, but I'm not betting against the Mighty Knights, mate. Yeah, I, look, it's a stay away, purely because I can't bring myself to bet the under. Uh, Cowboy, seven and a half, Stu. I'm hammering the under here. <laughs> Ham. Oh, uh, look. Sure, he's going probably... over. <laughs> I, I'd like to, but... <laughs> oh, you say premiers before and they're going to go unders, mate? What? <laughs> stay <laughs> away. You stay away. Uh, you stay away. That's unders, mate. It's under. Uh, all right, I am. Uh, I'm also staying away. There's okay. a there's a there's a world where Valentine Holmes catches fire and wins in like four games off his own boot. Um, Eels thirteen <laughs> and a half. Stu, I think the overs here for me. I think that line's probably the the uh, the bottom. Yep. Ham. Look, I think it's probably one of the safest bets in the whole thing for overs for Eels. Yeah, yeah, overs for sure. Yeah, they're in, for, they're in for a big well. year. I think I think 13.5 is Look, probably Correct me if I'm wrong, but I reckon so far our lockovers are the Sharks, Storm and Eels. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think there's a few locked unders, but they're the only lockovers for me. Panthers, 17.5, Stu. Uh, they're a stay away for me. Ham? Uh, overs, I'll go. go with the overs. Dom? Yeah, overs for me. Uh Previous Jordan has already bet the unders, so I'm going to stay with that. Um, <laughs> South Sydney, 14 and a half, Stu. Uh, I've locked them in the under. Hey. Oh, I'm going to go the opposite. I reckon um, they're, they're going to be able to make that 14.5. I'll go over. Dom. I'm staying away just because I think it could fall either way. I'm also staying away. There's too much unknown. Uh, yeah. I, I can see him hitting the over, but yeah, no, I'm staying away. Uh, St. George, Stu. Uh, a soft under for me. Ham. I'm staying away. Dom. Very soft over. I am going a hard over. And hard over. Just... 16 and a half, Stu. That's a stay away for me. Ham. Unders. Dom. Overs, mate. I am staying away from that one. And West Tigers, <laughs> seven and a half. You'll be kidding yourself when you don't make money. That's <laughs> uh, a pretty hard under for me. Ham? Look, there's no real benefit to, to betting on that. I'm just going to stay away from it. Dom? Yeah. Staying away, mate. I am also staying away. All right, boys. We did it. We got there. We got there. I Let's think I've contradicted myself about um, four times, but we got to the end of it. So, <laughs> you know, if anyone's got anything to say, send an email to my secretary and she might get back to you. <laughs> no, um, look, if anyone actually made it this far into the podcast, thank you for listening. Um, we yeah. will try and record a few more through the season. Uh, this was fun. Um, we've, I think we've got a good little system set up now, so we should be uh, good to go from here on in. Enjoy, enjoy your weekend football, gents, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, George. Sounds good. See you guys. See you. See you guys.